All right, Mavs fans, welcome back. Um, <laughs> Mavs losing streak continues. I think we're up to six now. Uh, Maxi's return uh, means that this is actually the first game where we've had every player available in over 400 days, apparently. Um, of course, the Mavs lost to the Suns in this second game in heartbreaking fashion. We blew a big lead in the first game as well. Um, but we're mostly going to focus on this second game here uh, since we're full strength now. Uh, I had a few people tweet me about how heartbreaking this loss was. Uh, I even had a Bulls fan hit me up in the DMs and say say he was sorry for how we went out. But I'm I'm, I'm I guess I'm just numb to losing because it didn't even register with me why people were <laughs> hurt by that loss. Um, it's okay though. I'm uh, I'm truly taking heed to the uh, the optimist request that I not have any strong feelings about this team until five games into Maxi's return, uh, which is next Monday after the Wolves game. So after the Wolves game, however I'm feeling about this team is how I feel about this team. I'm giving them a chance to get hold, give them a chance to get healthy. Uh, we'll see. But in the meantime, uh, let's uh, let's break down this, this most recent game specifically and uh, before that, I'll, I'll hit y'all with a couple of quick ads. If you're a person that's interested in pop culture collectibles, Mondo has you covered. Mondo works with major artists and studios to forge beautifully designed, licensed products that navigate pop culture. It started with posters, then soundtrack LPs, and has blossomed into the ever-expanding hydra of art-forward entertainment collectibles. That's games, puzzles, apparel, and toys. If you're interested in purchasing or just browsing some Mondo merchandise, hit me up on Twitter or wherever, and I can get you a special link to check out their website. Also, Mondo is kind of paired with Alamo Draft House. And if you're not aware of Alamo Draft House, Alamo Draft House is dinner, drinks, movies and events all under one roof. Their attention to detail in film presentation and programming has made them a second home to movie fans all over the planet and earned accolades from the likes of Entertainment Weekly, who said that they were the number 1 theater in America, Wired.com, who called them the coolest movie theater in the world, and Fandango.com, who called them one of the best theaters in the country. If you're interested in purchasing Alamo Drafthouse movie tickets or gift cards, again, hit me up. I can get you a link. Uh, and if you purchase through that link, it does me a solid. Um, Alamo Drafthouse, again, is one of my favorite theaters out there. They are based out of Austin and have a ton of theaters across the state in Texas. Um, also have locations in other places so if you're curious if they have a location near you again hit me up i can get you a link and we can figure that out and with that said let's get back to the game Hello and welcome back yet again to the Bibbs Corner Podcast. I am your host, as always, Mike Bibbins. 
on Twitter at Bibbs Corner, and we're gonna go ahead and jump straight into the the stats from tonight's game. We're gonna we're gonna bypass the first Suns game. We took two L's. Let's focus on the most recent one. Uh, so first of all, Luca, of course, played the most minutes tonight at 38. Uh, finished with 25 points, five boards, eight assists, two steals, and two blocks. He was seven for 19 from the field, one for four from three, 10 for 11 from the free throw line, which you love to see. Um, four turnovers tonight. It appeared that he hurt his ankle in the second quarter, and if you've been listening, you know I mentioned that it looked like his knees were bothering him in past games as well. Uh, so it feels like his legs are really going through it right now. He probably could use a game off, but the way this team is playing, he probably won't be getting that anytime soon. Uh, second in minutes tonight was Dorian Finney-Smith, a uh, little over 37. Uh, five points, five boards, an assist, and a steal. Uh, two for seven from the field, one of four from three. Two offensive rebounds. Uh, he did have the CP3 assignment tonight and was thoroughly roasted. Uh, CP3 finished with 34-9-9 and on 70% from the field and 57% from three uh, on four for seven shooting. Uh, so it was a rough night for DFS on both ends of the court, but encouraging that he was able to play 37 minutes, you know, working his way back from COVID. And again, I'm not allowed to have any major reactions to anything until next Monday. So we're going to keep it moving. <laughs> Jay Rich uh, was third in minutes with just under 37 and had a huge game, uh, 24 points, five boards, four assists, two steals. He was nine for 16 from the field and two for six from three. Uh, four for four from the line. He also had two offensive rebounds, and uh, he was just hustling all night. He had a, a big putback dunk off a of Luka air ball. Uh, he played really hard on both ends of the court. Uh, I love that he was getting a lot of action going to the rim, especially at the beginning of the game. Um Definitely need to see more of that and less of him just being stuck hoisting up threes. Uh, if we can get some more action at the rim from him, that gives us uh, some another look. And that was kind of one of the things I was hoping for coming into this year. So uh, if he's more comfortable, if he's more aggressive, then that's that's a good thing. Speaking of which, Porzingis played 34 minutes tonight. Finished with 19 points, 10 boards, an assist, a steal, and three blocks. He was 6 for 15 from the field, 3 for 7 from 3, and 4 for 4 from the line. Um, he had a couple good plays in this game, but for the most part, it feels like he's rushing every single shot he takes. Uh, I feel like he just gets the ball. He's kind of looking down, and then he just quickly looks up and flings the ball toward the rim area. Um Again, still waiting for him to settle in, and I'm not allowed to have any big reactions to anything until next Monday, so let's keep it moving that. Uh, the fifth starter tonight was Maxi. Uh, we were told before the game that he would not be playing more than 20 minutes. Uh, he ended up playing about 18. Uh, 2.6 boards, an assist, and a block on Aiton, who was promptly placed on the wall. Uh, 1 of 5 from the field for Maxi, 0 of 1 from 3, and we will not discuss what that 3 looked like. Uh, <laughs> he had a terrible lob attempt to Willie that hit like the top corner of the backboard, uh, and he got his pocket picked by CP3 after confidently pushing the ball up the court, then realizing that he couldn't handle the ball. Uh, he looked rusty, but uh, definitely glad to get him back. He also led the team with three offensive rebounds tonight in his 18 minutes. 
which uh, just goes to point to the lack of guys we have that put any effort in. Um, seven offensive rebounds by this team, three for Maxi, two for Jay Rich, two for DFS, all guys that were out with COVID and are still recovering from that. So just, just some, some food for thought there. Um, off the bench, we actually kept the bench kind of kind of tight uh, tonight. THJ played 31 minutes off the bench. He finished with 18 points, four boards, two steals, and a block. Uh, six for 12 from the field, three for seven from three, three for three from the free throw line. The type of game that you would want from THJ on a regular basis. Uh, not too hot, not too cold. Of course, hotter is good, but you know we, he usually is on one end of the spectrum or the other. Um, but every now and then he will give you a game like this where he hits his average and shoots well from the field. So no complaints from me on THJ tonight. Uh, next off the bench was Jalen Brunson, who played 21 minutes, 11 points, four boards, an assist, and a steal. Four for nine from the field, 0 for three from three, and three for three from the line. Nothing special from Brunson. Uh, kind of did his job. Uh, very ho hum night. Um, not sure what he, he could have done more. There was a stretch where Luca was out. A couple of stretches where Luca was out, and it felt like we just kind of had nothing going. But it is what it is. Well, again, no, no big reaction from me until next Monday. <laughs> I'm trying to keep to that. And then really the third person off the bench, because, again, it felt like we didn't go that deep. Uh, Willie, 14 minutes off the bench. I have four points on the board. Um, the next person off the bench was James Johnson, who I don't even remember seeing him on the court, quite honestly. Uh, he played six minutes, had two rebounds uh, during that time. And then Trey Burke, apparently, I don't remember him seeing him either. He played three minutes. Uh, he was 0 for 1 and had a foul in those three minutes. So, again, we kept the bench tight. We probably won't see Josh Green for a very long time based on the way tonight went and the fact that we're losing so many games. Definitely see Rick kind of keeping that bench rotation kind of kind of short, trying to play our, our vets and, and leaders. So, uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens in the near future. I wish the team would send Hinton, Bay, and Terry down to the bubble, but... Uh, doesn't appear that that's going to happen anytime soon. So, again, uh, team only went eight deep. Uh, we're trying to get back on our feet. I need to be getting me some sleep. Beep, beep. I'm sorry, that was <laughs> off. Oh, that was dumb. Um, but yeah, we only went eight deep. Uh, curious what's going to happen next. We do play. Our good friends, the Hawks, on Wednesday. So, it'll uh, be a good time to get, get back on track. Uh, anyway, for tonight, uh, player of the game, I'm giving to Richardson. Uh, he set the tone early by going to the basket aggressively. And uh, that's something that we have not been doing is trying to set a tone. So, I was glad to see that. Uh, did a good job there. Uh, this was his highest scoring game as a Mav. And his first 20-point game since the Clippers game. So, uh, hopefully it's a, a sign of things to come. Uh, I mean, I'm not necessarily expecting 24 a night from him, but uh, if he can put that, that the effort that he put out tonight and can hit his shots a little bit more effectively than he had been, then that's, that's going to be a positive for us. That's going to be part of how we turn this around. So, definitely not going to complain. 
again, he also had the assignment on Devin Booker. First half, he did a really good job on him. Uh, Booker was actually one for seven. Uh, we will not talk about what happened in the second, and especially not on that last play. But, um, again, did the job. Coming off of COVID, definitely looks like he's he's in a good spot. So, glad to see that. Uh, tweet of the night, given to myself, actually. Um, <laughs> uh, the Wurzburg wall was back. I was able to add DeAndre Ayton's name to the wall. Um Man, it just feels good. Uh, it feels like it's been forever since I've been able to to talk and have fun with the Maxi thing. Uh, very glad to have him back, and it gives me at least something to look forward to during this stretch where we're trying to, to, to get ourselves together, figure out what type of team we are, and figure out if we can really make a push for these, these playoffs late in the season. Um so with that, I'm going to hit y'all with another quick ad, and then I have a, a, a parting thought that I, I feel like y'all are going to gonna have some feelings about. I'll be right back with you. Hello, friends. With so many people cutting the cord, you may be looking for your next streaming option. And I have a couple for you. First is Vidgo. <clears throat> Vidgo is a live TV streaming service that includes live entertainment, lifestyle, news, and sports channels for about $40 a month. Right now, doing a special for $10 a month for the first two months. The service has locals from ABC and Fox as well as entertainment channels like Disney, Discovery, sports channels like ESPN and Fox Sports, as well as NFL Network and NFL Red Zone. If you're interested in checking out VidGo, of course, hit me up for the link. I can definitely get that to you, and you can get set up today. If you want to browse the channels, you can do that right there on the site. Uh, additionally, Philo is another streaming service it's actually one that i use uh, they offer 60 plus top rated television channels including mtv bet amc discovery food network own lifetime tv one uh, all for just 20 dollars a month uh, philo offers premium add-on channels including epics and stars they have live tv unlimited dvr on demand and content from top programmers are available on web browsers. They have functionality with Roku, Fire TV, etc. Uh, all except the uh, first generation Chromecast devices. They also offer a 7 day free trial for new users. So again, if you want to check them out, hit me up for the link. That's Vidgo and Philo. And Philo I use to kind of supplement because uh, uh my mom cut the cord as well, so she uses some of the Lifetime, Own Network, ID channel, stuff like that. And that's not on YouTube TV, which I also have. So, um, yeah, just to, to check out the, the, the TV lineups, at least hit me up again. I can get you the link. And with that said, let's move on to our parting thoughts. All right, folks, let me hit you with my parting thoughts, and it is the Luka and KP dynamic. Uh, down the stretch of the game, Luka and KP were running some interesting action, but 
not getting the results that I would hope for. Um, I saw KP trying to cut some, which I appreciated. <laughs> Excuse me, I'm I'm kind of struggling here. I saw them run a pick and roll action several times, which again I appreciate. I want to see them in a two man game. But what was happening in the pick and roll is that they were getting switches and then KP was either incapable or not willing or the game plan didn't call for it. But incapable of then taking advantage of the much smaller men. And then Luca was not really shifty enough to take advantage of the bigger man. And he ended up taking a lot of tough shots that he shouldn't have had to take. There was the one play where he was bailed out after... Aiton kind of clamped him up there for a second. And I don't know. It was tough to watch. I want to see KP be a little bit more forceful in getting to a threatening position because he was not getting himself. He was not making himself a threat. And even when he's doing a pick and pop in that situation uh, where there's a switch, he's he's not using his best advantage like he's taking himself out onto the perimeter further when he has a perimeter player on him, which makes it easier and makes them more comfortable guarding him. Uh, I understand a lot of people don't like post-ups, but in that situation, if KP were to roll to the basket versus popping out and someone sees that he has a guard on him or whatever, they're not going to think KP's light in the waist, so I don't need to react. A basketball player's natural instincts are going to send them down there to help out on Porzingis. That gives Luca the threat of faking a pass to Porzingis and maybe getting someone else open. Or if nobody comes over to help, he can have the, the potential lob threat of throwing it over the top to KP or getting it to KP and causing the other guy to foul him, whatever the case may be. That adds another wrinkle and a dynamic versus Luca having to try to figure out how to maneuver around DeAndre Ayton or McCall Bridges at the top of the key uh, or launch a three when we know that that's not his specialty, especially off the bounce like that. He's been doing a good job of getting set threes when he gets wide open, but when he has to shoot it off the bounce like that, it's not as great a look. Uh, the consistency isn't there. So... That's that's something I noticed. I talked on on Twitter with one guy about uh, KP not being forceful enough, in my opinion, when it comes to dealing with Luca. Uh, like he feel like he treats himself like a second class player to Luca, which I mean, obviously the talent level he's not quite on Luca's level, obviously. But as the number two, he has to at least pretend to be, or at least act like he's more important than the other three guys on the court. Like He can't just become another one of the Luka accessories. He needs to be a little bit more than that, and I want to see him be more forceful in that area, whatever the case may be. Uh, if he's not confident in his shot, that's not my problem. Um, and again, I'm not trying to be judgmental at this point because, of course, I, I can't be judgmental before Monday the 8th uh, and, and Maxi Kleba's fifth game back. But... Um, just something I'm noticing, something I'm keeping an eye on going forward. Uh, again, I do feel like tonight he did a little bit better job of getting those interior position moments or trying to make flashes toward the interior, but not quite enough demonstrativeness in asking for the ball and things like that, uh, especially when Luca's off the court. He's not doing it then either. So 
that's that's got to change. He needs to get more. I don't care if he's 0 for 20. If you're the best player on the court, you need to act like it. Um, we'll see. We'll see if that changes over the course of these next four games where I'm not going to be judgmental. Um, and I do want to tell you guys, I have, a, I have a few things I'm cooking up right now. Um, a few things I'm cooking up I'm really excited about. And you should be learning about all of them over the course of the next few days. Maybe a week. It may take a week or so, but... A lot I'm working on, a lot I'm excited for us to definitely keep an eye out. Uh, as always, thank you for your support and your time and attention. Uh, you're going to have plenty of ways to show your support to the show coming up here shortly as part of that, that those things that I'm kind of excited about right now. But in the meantime, in between time, peace.